Hello, people of Earth. It's me again, Sinea. Back with more episodes for you guys. If you're just tuning in, I want to thank you for choosing this podcast because it's awesome. And you chose it, so therefore you're even more awesome. And if you're just... If you're constantly listening and you're one of my regular listeners, I want to thank you for still listening. Um, Also, for you new listeners out there, I want to ask that you listen to the first episode, which I think was called The End of the Beginning or Beginning of the End, something like that, um, to help you understand to help you learn a little bit about me and a little bit about the series. Also, there's art available online for free to walk free. I draw. Yes. Um, I did draw the cover art for this podcast and yes, the word is still pronounced humans. Even if there's a dash H U M A N S, but I like dashes because they're very futuristic, and the podcast, um, the series takes place in like fifty ninety eight, and I don't know why dashes just seem really sci fi and futuristic to me. Um, okay, so um, make sure you listen to the very first episode so you're not confused because if you don't listen in order, you're gonna be really confused, or you can read ahead online wattpad dot com slash neonea. N N E O N A Y A, both ends capitalized. Look me up there. Find my art. Facebook.com slash Silverfall. Capital S lowercase F, I think. Um <laughs> Okay, I won't um distract you anymore. Um here it goes. Jonathan Davies was on the trial stand, along with his assistant, Piper Zadora. They were in Elkanah and were wearing their informer uniforms. They were briefing the commanding officials on her meeting with Sebastian, Bryce, and Heidi. Jonathan was confident and kept his cool. Um... Sorry, technical difficulties. Bear with me a moment, people of Earth. I don't know what happened there. Uh, crap. <laughs> that was so dumb. Um, I'll do it again. <laughs> Jonathan Davies was on the trial stand along with his assistant, Piper Zadora. They were in Elkanah and wearing their informer uniforms. They were briefing the commanding officials on her meeting with Sebastian, Bryce, and Heidi. Jonathan was confident, but kept his cool. He was in charge of choosing missions, training, and preparing all members of his battalion. Piper was skilled in many areas, but she excelled in facts. As I've stated, officials, Sebastian Talbot, knows as much as all of you do. He is awaiting your verdicts, however, concerned about the girl, Cicely Dixon, daughter of the late Patrice Hayes and the quondam Malcolm Dixon, she expressed. Valerie twitched at those facts and rose to her feet. State the facts and new information, she thought to herself. Informers, 
Cicely Dixon is the one variable we all share in common. She is tied to the veer, Peter Talbot, and is the main focus of Charles Mathis. We're not sure why that is, unfortunately, but you will be briefed on the subject beforehand. We will also deal with the alleged misdemeanors of one Abigail Forrest. She stated, The informers were in shock. They had no idea that C.J. and Charles Mathis were connected in any way. Valerie and her partners retreated from the stands. Hours later, Valerie and Keith Nier were entertaining themselves. They were keeping their relationship a secret from everyone. Being with him made her happy and safe. She only wanted a private to spare his son and her job. She was content, but always worried that her ex-husband would find her. She lived with this fear every day. CJ was at the cabin and almost ready. It was a new day, and she just needed to wrap her gift for Sebastian. She and Peter had an interesting experience. She'd never gone to the families of the homeless before. True, she was rich, but she never used her money to work for herself. Her hair was in a small ponytail. A fancy scarf was wrapped around her head. Don't really know the man, but he did save my life. Hope he likes my present, though, she thought to herself. She heard muffled voices and went to investigate. Everyone was outside. She scanned for familiar faces and panicked when all went silent. Uh... They're all looking at me, she thought fearfully. Elise wanted to make her feel welcome, but she backed away when Valerie approached her. Keith was also at Valerie's side. Heidi and Bryce were on his other end, along with Will. He stood in front of his cousin, his back facing her. Valerie, Keith, this is my cousin, Cicely, he said and stood behind her. Cicely. May I present Valerie Chambers and Keith Nier, the only present commanding officiates at the moment, he stated. The two bowed their heads in respect and joined the rest of the party. The officials approached her carefully. Well, oh man, they're going to kill me too? No fair, stupid veers. Man, I really hate this town. Why is everyone after me? She thought apprehensively and backed away too far. So much, she backed into someone. Well, if it isn't the problem starter himself, Keith said. CJ turned around and jerked away. Your officiatenesses, Peter acted dramatically with a bow. He patted CJ on her head. Uh, hi, girly, he said and nodded at Will. Peter Talbot, William King, Heidi and Bryce Rutledge, do you swear to ensure Cicely Dixon's safety as long as she remains in your sanctuary? Valerie asked. Keith asked. All parties nodded their heads in assurance. The officiates looked to everyone else and demeanors were changed straight away. The partygoers had the posture of soldiers. Everyone here is a witness to this affair. The constituent Cicely Dixon is now part of the sanctuary, until she no longer requires our aid. Our third member is absent, however. Valerie and Keith lifted their hands. The officiates have been made vocal, they said together. 
Everyone replied by saying, one to begin, one to continue, and one to thrive. Judgment has been made vocal. Instantly, everyone was partying once more. Her cousins and Will had vanished. Peter stood next to CJ, but she was riddled with confusion. So, questions? Comments? Uh, try a lot of both. First, what just happened? And why were my cousins and Will involved? Oh, and let's not forget you. Well, since we're tied, I'm sort of involved in your life now. Your cousins are your family, so they're also involved. And Will is our mole, so he's extremely involved. We're part of your sanctuary, he replied. He didn't like CJ's expression. Don't give me that stupid face. Since your accident, you've been put in our care. Since it was a Veer-related hit, it's our job to keep you safe. He pointed towards Keith and Valerie. Those were two of the commanding officiates. They make and enforce the Veer and human rules. Huh. Okay. So you guys are my protectors. Peter simply nodded. Well, that sucks. I mean, in your case. Tense was arguing in Spanish with Sebastian. The guest of honor had finally arrived. She stopped when everyone started cheering. She smiled and handed him the first gift. Compliments of heaven. And in the future, try not to make us wait so long. I've heard that's really rude. Sebastian walked over to his guest and sat on a and sat down at a picnic table. Everyone else was in their seats. CJ approached him first. She was nervous about her gift, being that she didn't really know him. CJ, I'm glad you came. I heard you're in the sanctuary. Uh, yeah. Happy birthday, Mr. Talbot, she said. He laughed loudly. Why does everybody keep laughing at me? She thought and made a face. Oh, it's nothing personal. I'm just pleased with your upbringing. But you don't have to be so formal. Sebastian will do, or Talbot is what my close friends and fake children call me. He said. Everyone laughed at his joke. He opened his gift and stared at her. Look, we've only met twice. So I didn't know your likes or dislikes, dreams or hobbies or your favorite color. Everyone's got one. Mine's gold. CJ was embarrassed. Sebastian began to smile at her. Well, since you're a constituent, you'll have your chance. He opened his gift. Ah, a stationary set and a box of cigars. He smiled proudly. I could smell it on your clothes. It's distinctive. I'll try harder to hide it. And the stationary set? I love it. Red. My favorite color. He said and wiggled his mustache. Playfully. CJ smiled at that. Everyone else handed him his, his and her gifts. Cake was being served along with refreshments and entertainment. A sudden silence crept over the guest as Abby descended the stairs. With a friend. Relax, everyone, she said gracefully. Please. I just wanted to do my part and drop off my gift, she said, and pulled a small box out of her friend's purse. Hortensia was nervous and stayed beside Devin, 
everyone, this is Jillian. Jillian Meadow. It's pleasure for you it's pleasure for you all to meet me, she said in her country accent, southern accent. Sebastian was very angry. Enough, Abby. You and your friend have to go. Abby looked at CJ, and then at her sister. Bela stared in confusion and sadness. She approached her. Um, Bailey, what's wrong with this picture? Bailey sighed. She's a constituent, so you can't do anything to her. She noticed Peter, Elise, Nate, Will, and Piper moving closer to CJ. This made her scowl. I see. So, it's a skelt party? William and Pete. Will and Peter both pointed their guns at her. CJ moved and stayed closer to Nate. Peter glared at Abby. Call her that again. I dare you. Jillian gave a polite smile and lunged for him. Valerie's eyes shifted into a glowing emerald green. Jillian was instantly thrown backward and into the kitchen of the cabin. Abigail slowly placed the gift on the railing and headed back inside. She stopped on a staircase. What you're all doing is pointless. You can't fight the inevitable. Happy birthday, Talbot. Fair warning, things might not be so peaceful the next time. Everyone watched quietly as Abigail headed back inside. CJ stared at Peter in astonishment. He avoided her gaze and headed towards Sebastian. Hours later, hours had passed and the party had lasted all day. It was now night. CJ and the others were ready to go home. She said her goodbyes and guests began to enter their vehicles. She finished cleaning up and accidentally bumped into Peter. He was silent and handed her a pile of folded tablecloths. They have not spoken to each other since he saved her from Abigail and Jillian. CJ tried to think of words to say and finally spoke. Um, thank you very much. He looked at her strangely. You're welcome, but they're just covers for a table. No, I mean, thank you. You saved my life. Again. He chuckled. (laughs) Oh, that. No problem, girly. Those cloths go in the bottom of the linen closet in the hallway. He turned to look away, but she touched his arm. He stopped and looked at her. He sighed. Look, I haven't been the nicest person lately. Putting it honestly, I was a jerk. So, can you forgive me? She took a deep breath. On two conditions. Tell me everything you know about changers. And call me CJ. Okay, but I prefer Sicily. It's a timeless and unique name. It's pretty much perfect for you. He smiled at her gently. She blushed and playfully punched his chest. The girl kept her hand rested there. He absentmindedly moved closer to her and placed his hand on her forearm. A loud honking horn startled them, and he bashfully pulled away. 
They turned to look and see. It was a large yellow school bus. Oh, your ride's here. CJ was shocked and overwhelmed. I'm going home. In that? He nodded and took the sheets from her hands. I'll see you around. She couldn't help but giggle. Promise? Peter chuckled. His smile was enchanting to her. That's a promise, CJ. He walked away and stopped. He turned around and watched her enter the large tank with Liam, Devin, Anne, Elise, and Hortensia. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Tune in for more. Probably next. I kid you not, I'm probably going to do another episode right after this because I have the time. And um, check out the novel, read ahead. Check out the series, read ahead. Check out the art on Facebook, Silverfall, or Deviant Art, Skurbanis Silverfall, S C U R B A N I S dash Silverfall, capital S lowercase f, I think. Um, any questions? Um, email me, message me. I'm on Facebook. Hell, even text me. Um, 972-388-6760. But only text me if it's about the series or unless you want to, like, be friends and stuff. If so, we can definitely be friends. If you live in Texas, Dallas, Texas, hit me up. I'm not, I'm not, I don't do it. I'm not, I don't have a life. <laughs> um, anyway. Ciao for now.